0: hello everybody welcome out thank you for taking the time to listen and first off let me apologize i know it's been a little while since i've i've posted anything and i'm sorry about that it's been a really difficult year just in general and this last couple months it's just been cool it's been it's been rough um not to make excuses but i've been doing my best to keep up with everything but also kind of just like let's let this go for a week or two and that turned into a month and um but it was needed because i needed to kind of rejuvenate a little bit and it also it, it drove home if you guys are creative people if you're if you're doing something where you have to like produce um something that was that i realized over this last little bit is how important it is that if you're going to be pouring out of yourself you also have to pour into yourself um if you're only focused on output you're going to run dry at some point you're you're going to empty yourself eventually and so for me specifically in this case it's like i had stopped spending as much time reading as much time researching things i was interested in i had stopped taking I, i kind of wasn't meditating the way i should and um i wasn't taking as much time to just sit and think and like just like stop worrying about like producing something let's just work through some problems like what am i interested in what should i focus on? I wasn't taking the time to do that. I wasn't even listening to like audiobooks or other podcasts or whatever, the way that I should be. And there's reasons for that, you know, life happens. Uh, But the point is that I was trying to make stuff and it just wasn't coming out right. So that's super important. If you're, um, you know, when when I was writing, when I was really into music, I I remember I, I was having a hard time coming up with new songs. And I went on this road trip. I went out to the Grand Canyon. Drove from um, all the way out on the East Coast, from Jacksonville, all the way out to the Grand Canyon. I did it in like three days, too. I was super proud of that. <laughs> Slept two, three or four hours a night. And it was so beautiful. It was so so much fun. And I got a lot of thinking done, a lot of soul searching, a lot of just time to, you know, on the road. Like, there's nothing to do. And I, I've never been out west that far before. And I saw all sorts of new things. And I had some experiences and some crazy stuff happened and um like some really weird stuff like stories that I I still tell and think about and um obviously the grand canyon was just fantastic as well and so all that stuff happened and then I got back and I I went through I I did some more traveling on the way back too but um when I got back from that I wrote like seven songs that first couple days back like I was just so invigorated like I was so excited and and like it was just flowing and i was actually having a hard time getting everything written fast enough and and recorded because i was like can't keep up with it right and because what what's happening like a huge part of creativity um is just connecting dots right you take one piece of information or one idea and you connect it with another one in a new way and so if you're not bringing in new dots based (laughs) for lack of a better way of saying it um you kind of you, you don't have anything to connect anymore. Like you just you start you end up in ruts and then old patterns. And it's like if you have if you have three different points that you can connect, right? And you add one more, you're not adding just one more connection. You're adding multiple connections. Cause now all of those dots can relate to each other and to that new one in in different ways. And so there's actually a lot there. So you have to be constantly kind of pouring into yourself, taking the time, like whatever that looks like for you. Um And I I suspect I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but I suspect that it's probably similar with relationships too. like whether that's friendships or romantic or whatever. It's like if you're only doing the same things over and over again every day, you kind of lose a certain spirit there. Whereas if you introduce novelty, um, you you stay more engaged with that. The same thing if you're trying to learn something. quality of life in general if it's the same thing every day there's there's comfort in that and some people like it more than others and and it is good just to, to a certain extent but if you don't have novelty new things to to learn and to to engage with then you kind of become robotic right like it's just a it's just you become a pattern at some point and uh working this i'm not there anymore but the the last <laughs> season was you know working um for primarily with with elderly people and just kind of seeing like what happens when you live like that for decades I mean you get stuck and when something new happens you're not able to process it anymore and I think that it's really gradual how that happens but you know you get to a certain point where it's like you're in your 60s 70s whatever and something happens like you can't adapt anymore like you you lose that ability to think for yourself and it's kind of (laughs) depressing (laughs) it's extremely depressing it's like i don't i don't want to be like that but I also meet people that didn't let that happen to them they're still um they're still very vital they're still very enthusiastic about life and they're they're engaged and because they're they're doing new things it doesn't mean that you're like i've got to go travel somewhere i've got to go to this concert or whatever but it's like you find your own ways of doing that um and for me a lot of that comes down to ideas and i just i wasn't doing that so trying to get back on track but i do have this idea and this is one i've been kind of obsessing over for the last few weeks and of course every time i try to talk about it it does not come out right so i decided hey it's just uh let's just do it (laughs) let's just record it we'll figure it out so if i'm a little bit out of practice a little bit choppy just bear with me (laughs) I think I'll eventually communicate the idea I can like need a drink to go with this or cigar, something, something to like, let's just relax. Let's stop trying to be perfect with this. Let's just get the information out there. Um, you know, that's the other thing, too, is like I, I keep trying to get the quality better. And of course, that doesn't always work out. And sometimes you get, what is it, paralysis by analysis, something But what I want to talk about today is. In regards to this decisions. Right. Um, how do we make better decisions? And it's it's deeper than that. So there's a few things that were bouncing around in my head. I did a review. I think it was last year. It might have been two years ago. Um, by the way, we're coming up on year three for the show In like two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Let's go. It's awesome. Thank you guys for bearing with me. That's actually really cool. (laughs) Um, And a lot of you have been with me for like pretty much the start. That's so cool. Uh, I really appreciate your support. Um, But okay. So a while back, I did a review on the book Noise by Daniel Kahneman and somebody else who I can't remember at the moment, but they talk about there's this thing in the psychology. So you have biases, right? And I have confirmed that that is the correct way of saying that word. You have biases and biases basically influence the way that you make decisions. They influence the way you see things. So they, they affect your perception. But and, and and they 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 distort your perception of reality and they, they distort your decision making processes. So that obviously can be a negative thing, but they're also there for a reason like they usually serve some function and maybe they're manifesting in a way that is less than ideal. Um, And I mean, it's probably not hard to think of biases people have that are like destructive and they're, they're not good. So there's, there's pros and cons to it. I'm not saying one, one way or another about it, but <clears throat> the thing with biases is that it's going to affect your decisions, but it's predictable. Okay. So if you're, like if you're biased for action for example if you have if you think that that action like taking action is better than doing nothing right it's like you can predict what that person's going to do okay and so and, and if it's you then you have the ability to like you can predict that the other person but if it's if if it's showing up in your own life you have the ability to say listen i know that i have a bias towards taking action and that makes sometimes i'm kind of impulsive okay So if I know this and it's reliable, like that's I err on the side of doing too much or moving too quickly, I can plan for that. I can make provision for that. I can say, okay, there's going to be a decision coming up, or I'm in the middle of making a decision and I know I have a certain bias. Well, I can do things to offset the negative effects of that. Okay. I can I can surround myself with people that are more reserved, more laid back, they're slower to action. I can force myself to take a certain time amount of time to, th- to think about it, whatever. So on and so forth. You get the point. If you're biased, um, I think the f- I'm blanking now I had like all these biases that I was going to talk about. I know we talk about the correspondence bias, right? Um, talk about fundamental attribution error. There's, there's all sorts of things where it's like, it's going to shift the way that you think in a certain, um, in a certain direction in one direction or another. And once it, you know, um, oh, what's it called? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. The immediacy bias. Okay, that's a good one. That might not actually be the right, what it's actually called. But so when you you think about, we tend to believe things, we tend to trust things that are repeated a lot. I might be talking about the wrong thing. But people have this bias where if something is repeated over and over and over again, it seems normal. And if it seems normal, then it doesn't, then it, it seems like something that we don't have to think about as much. And so we kind of just, we, we don't approach it with as much suspicion. We don't approach it as, um, as strictly. And so like, if something is new to us and it's only, it only comes up every now and again, then we were, we might like analyze it and think about it and be suspicious of it and kind of like stand off. But if it's something that's like constantly re- repeated over and over again, and also we rely on other people to make decisions. And everybody likes to think, no, I don't do that. Okay, whatever. Um, we do. We we rely on other people to make decisions. If we don't really know what to do, that's the fundamental attribution error. If we don't really know what to do, then we look to what other people are doing. And if everyone's doing the same thing, then we 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 think, okay, that's probably the thing that I should do. And we don't necessarily think that through logically, but that's just the the feeling that we get. That's just what we do, which is like, this feels right to go ahead and do this. And so what you get with that is, again, it, it can be good or it can be bad. There's a positive aspect to that, because if everybody's doing it and nobody's dying and you're in a situation that's life or death, then, OK, that's probably the thing that I should do, because I can see that the crowds are doing this. There's There's safety in numbers. The negative side of that is something like in our modern world where that sort of thing is weaponized and monetized. So you can have, what what was that thing on Twitter where they were just social media in general, where if an algorithm pushes a certain agenda or a certain topic and that's just flooding your page, or if you um, like that, that's going to be something that like, oh, everybody's doing this, right? Everybody's on the same page. If you have um, a video. And it gets flooded with certain comments, right? If they're overwhelmingly negative or positive or whatever. So like, let's say that you're in opposition to a certain political agenda or, or personality and you use bots to flood their posts with negative comments. Then that creates the appearance that a lot of people hate this person and nobody agrees with them. And the one, and, but it's like, it's all fake, right? Right. But it turns out they did a study on this. It actually really impacts how people think about that person. It, it actually ch- changes the, the the perception that you have that person because there's this this overwhelming amount of, um, you know, social validation or whatever it is. Social proof this term I'm looking for. OK, so that's a bias, right? We're, we're, we're prone to making decisions that go along with the crowd. And that can be literally a crowd of people around us. It can be the, the few people that were influenced by this. So why it's very important to pick your circle in, in, intentionally and, and well, but also social media, too, because that stuff gets in under our radar like you would not believe. And it's like you see these things over and over again. You see, like, everybody's so angry these days. Why? Well, because that's what you're surrounded by is things that upset you, the things that play on your emotions. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. So the point of this is that, look, that's a bias. But it's predictable. Okay. It's, it's, it has an impact on us. We're influenced by it. And it's really important that you understand that you do have this bias. You might think that you don't. You might think that you think clearly. You might believe that you're uninfluenced and unimpacted by the what what plagues the rest of humanity. Like you're special, you're different. But the reality is that you don't think as clearly as you do, as, as you would like to believe. All right. But the positive side to this is that once you understand these biases, once you know that they exist, you can start to offset them. You can mitigate the negative effects. OK, the problem with noise. So that's psychological biases. Psychological noise are things. This is that book that I was talking about. Those are the things that are invisible. So they do influence you, but you don't notice them and they're unpredictable. OK, that can be something. And he, uh, that book is really it's a really good read. I'll I'll be honest, when I read it, I remember thinking this is fantastic and it's so much energy (laughs) to like to think about and process like you have to really be willing to think about that. And it's kind of dense. Um, And if you're into that, go for it. If you're not, um, go to the episode that I made on it because I I simplify things for you. Um, But if you can read it, I would encourage you to. It's, It's fantastic. But like one of the big takeaways that I had from that is. You know, and he, he breaks this down. So if you're like, that seems crazy, don't take my word for it. Go look into it. But he breaks it down to like the point where if you're making decisions at a certain time of day, if you're hungry versus you're not hungry, if you're <laughs> like the weather, um little things like a sports team that won the day before is going to make you make more positive um decisions the next day. Weird stuff like that, that you wouldn't think about that we want to believe doesn't influence us that much, but it does. And this is it's well documented. That's the point of this. Okay. So I'm not getting into a defense of that today because it was it's it's outside the scope of this episode. I did do a whole episode on it. It's called I think it's just called Noise or something like that. Um and of course the book is going to be much better than than I am because I he's the master. Um Daniel Kahneman's amazing. But anyway, so I, I was thinking about that. That was the seed that was planted. Okay. And then I was reading, uh, what was the book? Um, the Psychology of Money. There's a f- phenomenal quote in there that says, "What you do is more important than what you know." And he, and there, the author's talking about how you can have good financial understanding, but a lot of times we don't act, we don't act out that 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 understanding. We we have bad habits, and we we kind of look the other way, and it's like, no, no, no I'm not actually spending that money, or I'm not actually going over budget, or whatever. Um, and there's, he's, they're also talking about over the long term. Everybody's got their own theory. Like, how do I make money? How do I grow my wealth? How do I invest? What's the best investment strategy? And what they were breaking down was something to the effect of like it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's that much of a difference between different strategies. What seems to matter the most is that you're consistent with it. Because if you're if you're very conservative but you're consistent over decades the compound effect is able to catch up with you if you're very consistent and like you know slightly different approaches but you do it consistently like that's where you're going to learn from that more you're going to get more into it and that's that's also an observation i made when i was um trying to figure out like when i was running finance applications for people over and over again, like these people have money, these people don't, what's the difference? Like they work in different industries, they do different things, they come from different backgrounds, they have different personalities, what's consistent? And one of the things, and there's a few things, but one of the things that I noticed is that they stuck with something for a long time, right? They're they, like, how long have you been doing that? Oh, 20 years. I've been doing this for 15 years. Well, I've been doing this for eight years, but before that I did something else for 10 years that is that set me up for success in this. It's like, oh, like consistency is actually super important. We can know the right way to treat our spouse or our friends, our lover or whatever it is. We can know the right way to, to, to treat people. But that doesn't mean anything if we don't do it. What we do is more important than what we know. And we may not understand why we do certain things right. But if we do them consistently, it doesn't matter if we don't understand them like we're doing them. We're going to meet that success. Right. And um. You know, you can know what to do, but still get pulled off track. Um, But the thing is that I was those two things started to kind of jumble around in my head. And I was thinking about also just the the separation of yourself. Jordan Peterson talks about how you're a community of people. You're not just you today. You're not just one you over the course of 10 years. You're you're you today. You're you tomorrow. You the next day. So on and so forth. And I would, I would, I want to go further with that and say you're you're different versions of you based off of what mood you're in, based off of what kind of situations you're in, right? Like I have been, I've I'm still me, but this last month, this last few months, like I've said, this whole year has been so hard for me. And I'm still me at the bottom of all that, but I'm a little bit different version of myself, right? Versus last year when I had, I don't know, like there's just Things were different, right? I had a different situation. I felt different. Um, And it's like, I still have a certain level of character and discipline to where I'm consistent in in many areas, but also like I go further with that when I'm in a good mood, when things are going well for me versus when I'm in a season of like contraction versus expansion and like (laughs) life is just beating me down. Like, do I still do those things? Well, my character is what's gonna matter. The character is what's gonna be consistent over the long term but you know it doesn't like the the harder things get for you um that's gonna it's gonna have an impact right so maybe the decisions that I've made lately haven't been so much like I still think about the long term but I'm also like really involved in the day-to-day because like I'm struggling right like I'm not spending as much time thinking about the future because I can't dream as much because I'm like there's immediate problems like there's things that are grabbing my attention that I have to stay focused on you know and um When you really get into it, like, why do you sit like like if you're super angry at somebody and you write that angry email, but don't send it. And then the next day you come back or you journal it or something or you type the text, but you don't send it, whatever it is, you leave it in your notes. So there's no risk there, whatever it is. When you write that stuff, it feels like this is mm, perfect. This is exactly it. This mm, I'm going to show them Then the next day you're like wow, (laughs) that was crazy. Why would I do that? You know, like what changed? Is it just your emotion? Like you're a different person. There is a consistency, obviously. You're operating from some centralized point of awareness and consciousness, right? But the, 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 the way that you think changes depending on a lot of different factors, some of those are visible or predictable biases. Some of them are less noticeable. Some of them are emotions. Some of them are like, the season of the year but also the season of life that you're in okay it's the people that are around you and also the the things that they have going on in their lives like it's very very complicated and that's one of the things that makes this so difficult to like the noise is so invisible because it affects you in profound ways but there it's just it's it's too under the radar it's too unconscious it's, it's too subtle a lot of times so <clears throat> when you think about being your community of people and back to what jordan peterson says like you have to make decisions that affect the rest of your community. So if you live alone, you can't just say, Well, I'm gonna do whatever I want today. I'm the only one impacted by this. It's like if I don't do the dishes today, if I don't clean up my room today, if I don't do the laundry today, if I don't go to sleep on time, who 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 deals with that? It's not right now me, it's tomorrow me. Okay. And when you when you magnify that with time and repetition um and habit, which is you know a, a small like um uh, glimpse into the, the compound effect, which is you know back to the psychology of money. Like how does money grow? It compounds, or at least that's one way. Um, so if I, if I consistently don't do the things that are going to set me up for success, I have to pay the consequences for that. If every time I get sad and in my feelings, I don't go to the gym, well, at some point I'm going to like break, I'm going to have the habit of not going to the gym. At some point I'm going to be persistently sad for long enough to break the habit of going. And now I don't have a habit anymore. Now me a year from now is not in the shape, the the, the the physical fitness that I that I would want to be, right? So you have to think like when I'm sad, I'm one person, when I'm angry, I'm one person. Again, not to the point of like, and I feel like I should say this because I know a lot of people that deal with personality disorders. I have bipolar disorder, so I, I understand it a little bit. Um, But I know a lot of people that have like borderline personality disorders, and they're they're actually different people, (laughs) like depending on what mood they're in. And I want to make it clear, like that's an extreme example of that. But everybody deals with that to an extent. Like there's there's a spectrum there of like it's it's healthy and it's normal. And like you're not crazy if when you're angry, you say certain things that you wouldn't say other times. right? You need to learn to get your anger under control, obviously. But I'm not saying that you're literally a different person, because I've had people tell me like, no, that wasn't me. That was angry me. <laughs> OK, like I don't care. I don't want to deal with that. Like that's that's too much. Um, like you have to take responsibility for your actions. You have to kind of start to, to integrate those different variations of your personality. You have to learn to not be controlled by your emotions. You're going to be influenced. That's OK. But you have to learn to to like have some sense of stability over that, um, which is getting hard in today's world and our in our culture, because people kind of they, they worship themselves and it's like, well, it's just follow your heart. It's like, well, your heart's crazy. Your heart's a mess. Your heart wants one thing one day and something else the next day. It changes minute to minute. One minute you really, 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 really desperately want to sleep with somebody and then you do it and it's like boom immediately like nothing but regret why did i do that that was so stupid woman minute, you really 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 want to scream at somebody or call them something or say that word and as soon as you do it's like oh i shouldn't have said that it's instant regret so it's like if you just do what you feel like doing in every moment you're going to you're going to ruin your life there's no consistency there again that's what you do is more important than what you know um But it's difficult when you when you talk about making decisions. It's hard to make really good long term decisions because what you want and what you think you can accomplish and also what you think you're willing to do, that's going to change day to day, mood to mood, variation of self to variation of self and so on. It's complicated. It's weird. And I can be in a good mood and say, I'm going to go do X, Y, Z. I'm going to go after something. And then the next day, a, that's like a common thing in like the motivation space. But it's also like just a very real thing. It's like, yeah, you make this great plan. And then the alarm clock goes off at 430. You're like, wow, um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> maybe I don't want this so badly, right? Like, you know, I, I want to go be in the military. I want to go I want to go do operator stuff and be crazy and awesome. And then it's cold and maybe I don't. <laughs> um, and I've had those moments and it's like you've <laughs> you've got to decide, like, you have to want it even when you're going through that that stuff. And you have to be consistent and push through not wanting it because there's actually going to be times when you really don't want it. You know, you can want a relationship for years and then you get it and it gets harder and you're like, actually, I miss being single. Or I want this job really, really bad. I want to do that thing. And then you get into it and it's hard and then you're actually not going to want to do it anymore. So you have to be consistent and you have to learn to develop that character. And it's like, okay, but I have to I have to keep doing it like I have to stick it, stick with it. This is what I want. I made this decision. But so I've been just like kind of thinking about like, how do we make better long term decisions? Like, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. So, again, I have bipolar disorder. So I I go back and forth between being manic and being super depressed. And I've been kind of depressed lately and i've been very depressed lately and so when i'm in that high end state i think i can do anything everything seems equally accessible to me if i think about like i i'm going to work my way up this particular job and i'm going to be in management and i'm going to like just be you know whatever versus i could be president it's like those seem equally viable to me like the, there doesn't seem to be any difference there in in accessibility they're both as possible um and those are obviously extreme examples but it's that's true that's how I feel and so I make these decisions I'm going to do something and then it's like (laughs) six months later no I'm not (laughs) right because then I'm depressed then you're making the decision from a state of from a very low energy state and now I'm actually not confident in myself at all nothing seems it still seems equally accessible because everything seems equally far away it's like I don't think I can get up and out of bed in the morning so you have to think like it's not just what am i what can i accomplish it's what am i willing to do and not just what am i willing to do right now what am i willing to do every day for the next 10 years because i don't and like that's so that's so hard to think about because we actually can't think about that like we can we think that we can but we don't know who we're gonna be in a couple months let alone in 10 years And even if you commit to something and you work towards it, like those goals change because you change, you decide that your priorities are actually a little bit different. You decide that you want something that you didn't think you did. Right. Maybe you start off and you're like, I just want to be super, super successful. And then you you meet somebody. It's like, actually, I just want to have a family and settle down and live a decent life, you know? And then you get that and you realize, and then you change again. It's like, well, I've accomplished this. I want to go accomplish something else. Let's go back to, you know, let's crush it. And, You know, I want to go pursue these other things. And it's like, you're going to deal with that. So how do you make good long-term decisions, right? When you understand that you're a community of people, it's not just you right now making a decision. You have to get every version of yourself across your moods, also across time to agree with something, not a hundred percent. You're never going to get it a hundred percent, but enough to where you can be consistent. So for me, for example, there's been so many things that I've tried to do that I've tried to stick with and, and go after and over time like i still want those things to some extent but i've had to make a lot of sacrifices to do this show i really have i've had to give up a lot i've had to give up um a lot of other interests a lot of things that were you know short-term pleasures and and fun i've had to sacrifice comfort i've had to i've had to take a lot of risks and um yeah it's like how do you do that for for years on end and it's also interesting to think too, because like I wanted everything else. Actually, there's a lot of things that I wanted more than this, but they ended up over years, over the stretch of like the last. Let me see. I think I got about about the last seven years at least. Let's at least the last seven years in particular has been a certain epoch. It's been a certain like time, an age, an era, right? It hasn't. I haven't been doing the show this long, but it's it's all very very connected to that, and obviously before that matters too but like this in particular when i was well when i was yeah well we'll say we'll say about 22 23 is when i really decided that i was going to make something of myself it's like before that ha- i had some some other stuff going on but um so five to seven issues give or take that has been i've changed so much in that so how do you make decisions because the things that i wanted more I actually ended up not wanting anymore. I actually don't want them, and the, this this is something that I, I I really badly wanted, but I also I didn't fantasize about it in the same way. But it's what I was what I was willing to stay consistent with, and it, it's weird. And like you've got to think about this sort of thing. You've got to think beyond right now. You have to practice thinking. Yeah, like I really want this today. Am I going to be happy with it forever? And also, hey. Do I need to be happy with it forever? Like if I'm thinking about I I want this job or I want this relationship, do I want to settle down with this person? Because I know that at some point I'm not going to want to. That's just the reality. I'm not going to want to. At some point, I'm going to not feel as attracted to them. I'm going to be interested in somebody else. So do I keep this fear of missing out where I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I got to stay single so I can keep bouncing around? Or if it's a job, hey, I know that at some point this is going to get tedious and I'm not going to feel it anymore. Do I... Stay out on the market. I keep bouncing around. Do I actually like dig in and commit to this? Also, if I'm thinking about leaving something, is this a temporary thing? Is this a hard moment that I'm struggling with? Or is this actually, no, I don't want this anymore. That's a tough one, right? Do I want to leave this person? Is it because there's we're going through struggle because relationships are hard? Sorry to break it to you. Do I want to leave this job? Hey, if you want to be successful at something, it's going to suck. Do I want to stop practicing this thing and, and pursuing excellence and trying to be, you know, famous for it? Or maybe you don't want to be famous. That might be a bad example. But like, do I want to stop trying to be super successful at this thing that's unusual? Like I'm writing a book. I want to be some sort of athlete or I don't know. You want to be an actor? I, I don't I don't care. Like the, the point is that, like. Do I want to leave this? Do I want to abandon it. It's a hard decision to ask, right, because you're going to regret. That decision either way at some point because you're going to want different things depending on what mood you're in depending on hey i get i saw this picture that reminded me of whenever and now i'm nostalgic and like oh what a simpler time i drove by a job i had a couple years ago it was like my first sales job i drove by it's the car dealership and i was just like got this twinge of like oh what if i went back it would be so easy like that job was like it seemed hard at the time but now it's like relative to everything i've done like that's no that was easy it's like you get that moment of nostalgia that doesn't mean you go do it okay so it's it's better to have back to you know compounding it's better to have um slow but steady growth because that compounds over time it's like yeah like go for the huge the huge spurts of growth go for the big steps right But understand that what's really important is that you stay consistent over a long time. And if that means slowing down, that's fine. So this this show is a good example. Yeah, I want to have those great viral episodes. I want to make all the social media stuff. I want to I want to do it all. I do. I want to get those times like personality versus character last year. Such a like that episode. did so well. People responded to it so well. And I'm like, yeah, I want that like every time. But it's like. Then you have this moment, and like I was in a super high energy state for that, <laughs> that whole time period. There's a lot of reasons for that, um, but it's like I was I was just in a different place then. It's like, well, that's still me, but also I'm been going through a very different challenge over the last year, over the last couple months, last yeah, especially the last little while. So it's like the challenges are different. Do I say, well, no, I can only do those huge hits, those those big viral episodes? No. I stay consistent with it. I keep growing slowly. And at some point, like that didn't come overnight. You have to get to that point where you build up to it. And that's when you, that's when you deserve it, I think. But it's also like, that's how you build to those moments. And what's more important is that, yeah, I that episode did well. But even though the following episodes have not done as well, I've gotten way more followers. Like, more people are listening. More people are, are tuning in and getting engaged. More people are like interested. I'm, I'm affecting more people. So it's like it seems like I'm not making those big leaps and bounds, but actually every single day there's more people that are listening and that are following. And that's really interesting. So it's like you need to focus on those on those that slow growth on that that compounding growth. Um, And the secret to success with compound, this is from that book, is to not interrupt it. Okay, so to gain ground, you have to stop losing energy. That's that's going to be my take on this. And what I mean by that is. You have to stop getting pulled off course. Okay. So you're focused on something and then something else pops up and it's interesting. It's shiny. You want to go do that and you get pulled off course, maybe not a hundred percent, but you get distracted. Right. And then this emotional issue comes up, right? You're dealing with somebody, you're dealing with something inside of yourself that takes energy away from, from your, your goals. Right. I want to be, I want to be successful at this. I want to have this relationship. I want to have, um, this level of fitness i want to have whatever it's like okay i take these things say i take 10 things and these are the most important things to me and i just want to put all my energy into that well we don't live in a perfect world so you're not going to put all of your energy into that it's just the reality but then you have you you can start to minimize what are the things that cause me to get really off track what are the things like hey how can i avoid these catastrophic issues of like well this this period of time i'm like horribly depressed where i can't get out of bed for this I'm consistently losing a lot of energy to say, I don't know, social media, you know, I'm consistently losing a lot of energy. I'm interrupting that process of compounding because I'm taking away from something that could go towards um, the things that I actually want. And you're human. You're not going to be perfect with this. If you make a plan, um, and we talk about this a lot, if you want to say you want to get into shape and you've never really worked out, you don't have a good routine, you don't eat well. The right move is not to commit to waking up at six o'clock every week or every morning, going to the gym, working out hard for an hour and then having a really strict diet. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. You're not going to do that for very long. You might do it for a few days. You're probably not going to do it for the first day, but you, pro- you might do it for a few days. I promise you, you're not going to do that every day for months and months unless you have a crazy amount of motivation from something outside of you. Okay can't be like oh i saw this video that got me pumped up or it's like oh i this breakup or whatever it's like you need something to influence you and i don't it's not realistic to expect what is realistic you got to do something that you can commit to that your future versions of yourself can also commit to now that doesn't mean that they're all going to be happy about it but you have to get something to where you have enough discipline and consistency in your character to where you can you can overcome enough of those distractions. You're not going to be perfect. So you might not go to the gym every single day every, that you're supposed to, right? But if 80 plus percent of the time, you know, there's nothing like if something crazy happens and it pulls you off track, like you have a, a really just truly exceptionally awful day and you don't go that day. Like okay, whatever. But if it's like, hey, some days I'm kind of sad, some days I'm kind of happy, some days I'm kind of like tired and lazy. Some days I'm like super energetic and it you're not like too all over the place. Then you can say, okay, what can I do consistently? What in, in, in like in that context? I have a certain amount of willpower. How can I how can I do something that is not going to be too hard given those different challenges, like consistently over time? Okay. Um, I hope that makes sense. I, I feel like I've been just repeating myself at this point, so I don't want to ramble too much, but um, you need to stop losing energy. It's the point of that. So since you have different aspects of self, you're, you're constantly being pulled in a lot of directions at once. All right. So in one day, I'm in this mood. Next day, I'm in this mood. One day I'm listening to this person and they're influencing me a certain way. But then the next day I'm listening to somebody else. And this is really dangerous with social media because you get these characters and these these personalities that are like so loud and they're so controversial and they grab your attention and they're interesting. But they're also like they're controversial for a reason. And like maybe there's some wisdom in what they're saying. And A lot of times there, there can be. There's usually there's there's something that they're saying that's resonating with something. And maybe that's just darkness. Maybe that's just pain and trauma. It may not be something good, but there's something that's resonating. Otherwise, they wouldn't be gaining attention. But when they when you allow those people to influence you, like it pulls you in a certain direction. And so it's like if you're constantly like bouncing back and forth between these different people that you look at, but they're leading in different directions. If they're if they're roughly leading you forward. Cool. But if they're if they're if they're meandering too much, you're going to get pulled off track. And then you've got to think, too, what about the the things that kind of take over? Okay, so I, I talked about lust. I talked about anger. Um, I think I talked about greed a little bit. Not, maybe not as much, but you have like this part of me. So like, let's say I really want a relationship. I, I really want to let, settle down and get married. And this is a true thing, by the way, too, because I, I that, that is what I want more than anything else in the world is to have a family and be happy with those with like them. Uh, but there's also that fear. Because I know myself and I know that to some extent, I'm going to be tempted by other women. I know that at some point, no matter how good it is, I'm going to struggle with like that little impulse of like, what if I just sleep around and she doesn't know. Right. And like. There's there's that part of myself that I have to contend with. I want to be successful in say the podcast. Right. I want I truly want to help people, but I also truly want certain things for myself. And so this is something that has really 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 been a big issue for me over the last like little while. I was like I've been doing a lot of soul searching. How much of this is like truly geared towards helping people? How much is like just my own personal crap? Like how much of me just wants attention? How much of me likes to talk? How much of me wants to feel validated because I have people listening to me? Because I don't I as much as like there is that darkness inside of me that's driving me to to want to get that in some way. I also don't want to lead anybody down the wrong path i really don't i'm scared of that i really am and so i take a lot of energy to think like am i actually teaching something that's worth teaching am i just talking so that i can be another personality this really bothers me and you know maybe that will be good because that will keep me on track because i'm actually scared of the the very real possibility of just getting caught up in the same crap that you see all these influencers get caught up in and it's like um I won't say names because I don't want to get censored, but like there was somebody that came up recently. I thought he was hilarious. He's there's a lot of stuff I disagree with him on. There's also some stuff I thought was valuable. And you know, he just wouldn't stop talking. He wouldn't stop pushing the envelope. And I'm like, dude, you're gonna like you're you're obviously in this for attention. You're not maybe there is some motivation of I want to help people, but you're I can just see this. Like you're you're so engaged in this this character that you're playing. Your throat is an open grave, like it leads down to, to death, like you're going to you're going to talk yourself into a bad spot. And he did. um, And that's happened with several people lately, actually. But anyway, um, so you, you're constantly being pulled in these different directions one day. Like, I really want to be a good person, but then I'm also selfish um, and I'm also a little greedy, you know, sales. That's that's a constant thing that you struggle with. I want to help people. I do. I want them to get the best product for them. I want them to purchase something that is going to enhance their life. But I also really want to eat. I really like food. I I need to survive. I want enough gas money to get back here tomorrow to, to keep trying. And so sometimes you get those moments where it's like. I want to do the right thing, but I need money. And this isn't the best thing for you, but it's like. You're willing to do it and i'm like i really need this like like how do you deal with that you know it's like do you is that a compromising of morals like what, what's happening there it's a difficult situation and maybe on paper it's like well obviously you should do the right thing like yeah obviously you should do the right thing but it gets tricky when you get into it right and this is what people underestimate this is why so many people have these dreams and they want to start something but they underestimate. How hard it's going to be, because when it gets hard, you actually don't feel like you want to do it anymore. Okay, and so these different parts of yourself that are pulling you in different directions, this this part of me wants a relationship, but this part of me wants to sleep around. This part of me wants to be successful at my job, but this part of me wants to be lazy. This part of me wants to be good for other people, but this part of me is selfish and prideful and has ego etc (laughs) etc insert whatever your struggle is um and i was thinking about all this stuff and it was just kind of bouncing around in my head and i woke up one day a few weeks ago it's like two or three weeks ago and i was just like oh i get it now this is the story of when jesus encounters the demon legion and i remember i woke up it's like that epiphany like oh snap and then I forget about it <laughs> and like later in the day i'm thinking wait a second what did i realize what did i wake up knowing and then i remembered it but i couldn't remember why it was important and i've been wrestling with this for a long time now like it actually took a lot this it took a lot of mental energy for me to get and then of course now that i figured it out it's like it's so simple right but you know that whole story like obviously i'm not i'm not discounting actual demonic possession because i've I do believe in that. I've experienced that. It's crazy. I've seen what it does to people. Um, but there's also a symbolic meaning too. There's also a psychological implication, not just that you're literally being possessed, but also that you're you're being influenced by, you know, legion is like there our name is Legion because there's many of us. That's what the demon says. It's like, well, that's exactly what we deal with in our unconscious mind. That's exactly what we deal with when it comes to the influences of both our our internal stuff, like the crap that we have, you know, our negative inclinations and also the things that influence us from the outer world. Like look at social media, there's thousands of things that are constantly fighting for our attention. And it's monetized because, you know, you, you get ad space for that. You get products for that. You get um. It's, it's an exchange of energy. Like, even if somebody's not making money necessarily, like you get a lot of attention and they feel good about it. And but they do that by robbing your energy. Like you get upset and you lose, like you're you're tired after you're on social media for a while. Why? Because you're in a heightened state of emotional arousal, you're 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 bleeding strength, you're bleeding energy out of that. But the people that you're giving it to. It just like in the form of like, hey, I got 10,000 views on this. I got 10,000 likes, 10,000 comments, whatever it is. Like, oh, that feels good. I feel energized. I feel motivated. Or maybe I actually made money off of it, whatever it is. So when we don't exercise, and again, like I'm not saying that this is the only, inter- like, it's a, it's a story that happened, but also there's a psychological implication. When we don't exercise discipline over our mind, body, and spirit, we become infested with parasites. That can be toxic people. That can be bad habits. That can be harmful substances, be emotional reaction, fear porn, etc. actual porn, whatever it is. There's all sorts of things. Like it just like we get sucked into it and it's a darkness that takes over. And it's like, that's not all of our personality, right? If I'm addicted to drugs, that's not only me. There's, that's not my only measure of worth or value. If I have a history of, being a criminal, that's not my only measure of worth. If I was in a relationship and I cheated, that's not my only measure as a person, right? But there's all this stuff. If I lied to somebody, if I was angry at somebody, it's that's not that doesn't encompass everything. That's not every situation of me, but it's a little bit of me. And the more we are scattered in that way, the more spread out we are, the less discipline we have over ourselves the more we're just constantly being pulled in a million directions. So I can I can want to align myself towards a certain goal, say, I'm going to be an awesome person. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to get out there and just I'm just going to get after it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be successful. And then it's like, okay, but also I'm watching TV at two in the morning. Also here, I'm drinking a little bit. Also, I'm watching too much TikTok reels or Instagram reels, whatever it is. Also here, I'm watching porn. Also here, I'm arguing with somebody then I shouldn't be like, I'm engaging in energy. Also here, I'm focused on the goal, but I'm thinking about this other crap. I'm thinking about something else. I'm distracted, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're human. You're going to be imperfect. It's okay. You're not going to crush it a hundred percent of the time, all of the time, or the, I didn't say that right, but you know what I mean? You're not going to be perfect in this, but when you have 10,000 different influences, and if that's literal demons, or if that's just like a symbolic metaphorical, you know, Agents within yourself that is that it has its own inclination right um you're scattered you're losing energy you're not moving in the right direction you're actually moving in ten thousand directions at once which means that you're going nowhere and any way that you do move is influenced by so many competing um entities that it, it's not reliable and so you have to start learning to kind of compress this you have to start cutting away the things that you don't need You have to learn to start aligning yourself in one particular direction. So if you're like, hey, I want to make this work, but I know that there's some some stuff inside of me. There's some things that I deal with. There's some things that like some my shadow self. Okay. Like I have this rage that comes out at certain times, or I'm I'm pursuing this goal, but I'm kind of realizing that I'm the reason I'm motivated to do it is because I'm really insecure. So I have this outer display of like, I'm going to be wealthy and I'm going to be respected and I'm going to be successful but it's coming from a place of fear it's like do those things actually line up to, together because they they can kind of move in the same direction but they're not totally aligned in the same direction and so that's something to think about like what are what is what are the demons like remember I talk about um I talk about like the the dealing with the shadow self is kind of like pushing those demons into the basement and like You're not actually getting rid of them. They're still there. They're still running around causing havoc in the basement of your mind. They're not done away with. They're still in the house. They're just kind of locked up, but they can still create chaos and mayhem. And sometimes they get out and they wreak havoc. Um, So that kind of plays into this. Like if you don't process those things, if you don't integrate those different aspects of yourself, you're kind of lost. You're kind of floundering. And also, too, when you do integrate those things, if you understand, hey, I have this rage. Where does that come from? And maybe you deal with that. Maybe you're like, let's dig into this. And you realize, hey, that's actually coming from a certain level of fear, right? I get angry when this happens. and I get prideful because I'm actually scared that I don't matter. I'm fighting back against this feeling of worthlessness. And normally I can avoid it. But when somebody says that one thing or when I like somebody else has this car or this Instagram story or whatever, it just it triggers that feeling of like, I'm not good enough and i get mad because i'm afraid. Like okay, hey, let's work on that. Let's start to let's start to integrate the shadow. And you start to realize that um there's actually a lot of energy that you were losing to that because you were pursuing this goal but all the time you're afraid. And you don't even realize that you're afraid and you're also angry on the other side. You don't even realize why you're angry. Whereas if you're like, hey, i'm going to learn to master this. I'm going to learn to 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 align myself, these different aspects of self in, the, in one unified direction. And then you say, you know what? There are certain things that make me angry. But now it's coming from a healthy place. Now it's, it's like that's something that actually matters. That's something that really makes a difference. Somebody's getting hurt. I'm truly being hurt, not insecurity. I'm actually being hurt here. People I care about are, are being hurt. And maybe that's not something directly happening to them. Maybe Maybe your motivation for being successful is like, hey, like my kids shouldn't have to live like this or my partner deserves so much more. I want to give it to them. Maybe it's there's people in real need and, no, and the people that could help are not helping. And that makes me angry. And now you have a healthy amount of motivation. Now that's like that's that's you're using that darkness in the service of something that's good. And it's not actually darkness at that point. It's something that's in, in healthy moderation. Your emotions are, are, are the things that impel action so it's like it's motion it is it is move it is motion it literally creates some sort of motion fear keeps you from getting hurt because you you pull back anger overcomes fear because sometimes when you're fearful um you you need to fight and so but you can't overcome that fear because it's wanting to hold you back so the anger is your incentive to get up and get after it anyway right and so when you have all these demons that are pulling you in these these different directions um it's it's no good for you nope. Hit my microphone. No good. <laughs> um, but also with that, too, when you're when you're constantly being pulled in all these directions and you have like, I'm angry on this hand because I saw something on social media. I'm sad on this hand because I saw somebody else holding hands. Now I'm lonely. And then I'm like, I'm frustrated about this. And then I, I'm I'm envious of that. And I'm like just on and on and on and on. If forever, what happens? You're in a highly aroused emotional state. You're in fight or flight all the time. So that shuts down your immune system that messes with your digestive processes that messes with how your, your brain and your body work. So now you're constantly just like, if, if I, if I, if you're in a state of high alert for long enough, you get tired, right? Well, what if you're always in that low level anxiety? You're always in a like low to moderate level of emotional arouse all the time. And then people wonder why they're depressed because they're freaking drained, They're tired. They're worn out. I don't understand why I'm always anxious. I'm always so tired. It's like, yes, because you're constantly being influenced by emotion because you're always in the state of fight or flight, this, this emotional arousal. It's just It may not be extreme all the time, but it's there. Um, that distorts your long-term thinking. Once the emotional brain gets activated and engaged, you're stuck about five seconds into the future. That doesn't mean, so like, again, like if you're really angry at somebody, And you just want to send that angry email. You're stuck in that moment. That doesn't mean you can't think long term because you can think about tomorrow, uh, 10 years from now. Will this matter? Yeah, I'll be I'll be um, validated. This is this is a valid thing to say. This is okay for me to say. But you're thinking about that future only, excuse me, only through the lens of that emotion. You, You get sucked into thinking that I'll always be this angry. I'll always be this way. So the next day when you read that email, like, oh, I'm glad I didn't send that. Or if you send it, it's like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have done that. Why? Because you're not, you're, you're, you were only thinking about it from that particular place. That's why, um, you know, people regret cheating. Like right? some people just don't care and they're, they, they, they just use other people. But some people really struggle with that infidelity for a while before they do it and then they regret it afterwards. It's like, well, what happened there same thing with the rage it's like it it builds up and it's like when you're stuck in that place of just wanting something it you it distorts your long-term thinking to distorts your short-term thinking okay um all right looking through my notes here so again just that emphasis infestation of demonic spirits that's 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 what happens like that that legion of, of demons that's like we're pulled in a thousand directions instead of just being aligned in one particular direction and how does this relate to everything else it's like well you know look at noise like these things are invisible the psychological noise is it's subtle it's like this one little comment has sparked an insecurity that affects me 10 years later how it ripples out it is it's weird but it's it's invisible it's this domino effect um yeah okay so the parts of ourselves that we don't look at okay those they intertwine with parasitical influences right and that begins to corrode us from the inside out so for example back to the whole wait was it t- i did two episodes today i did one for my other show i keep forgetting what i've talked about here and what i <laughs> talked about there i think it was on the other one i was talking about like there's all these dating podcasts maybe it was this one who knows maybe i'm repeating myself looking like a complete idiot um but there's like all these dating podcasts quote unquote dating I'm not going to call them that but they get people really riled up and angry at the opposite sex right so like men are angry at women women are angry at men they want to use each other they want to manipulate each other they feel slighted both sides feel slighted and these shows focus on those negative things right and so but part of the reason that they work is because so I, I I can't speak as much to the women's point of view. I'm sorry, just ladies, I can't, but just bear with me. I'll make this as relevant as I can to everybody. So some of the things, because I I watched a little little bit, some of these shows where they're like calling women out on the things that they do. And I'm like, yeah, that like, yeah. uh." Why? Because I also, you know, growing up, going through high school, nobody wanted me. Nobody cared at all. So like, I have a certain amount of feelings of like inadequacy, like people don't like me. It's like now- I'm, I think I'm desirable. It, it seems that way. People, I get a lot of attention. People seem interested in me, but it's like, that's a recent development. So for most of my life, I felt unwanted. So when I see people talk about, like, you know, hey, when you were 22, girls didn't want anything to do with you. Now that you're about to be 30, they're the same age, now they're interested. It's like, I'm become more attractive and they're getting to this point where it's like, well, I've had my fun and I'm I'm done with things. It's like that kind of sparks something like, yeah, screw you. Like you get angry about that. You get bitter about that. And it's easy to get sucked into that and be like actually mad at women. It's it's, it's easy. It is. And I I know I don't know the exact details of the other side of that, but I've seen some of it. Um, I know that women have the same issues with men. Like, how could you do this? Like, that's actually wrong. It goes both ways. But why is that stuff so popular? Because it speaks to pain. It resonates with people that have been hurt. And we've all been hurt. Everybody's been, had something happen to them, right? Everybody feels unworthy, not good enough. Everybody's insecure about something. Everybody's got their own stuff, their own struggles, And so when you don't deal with that stuff, because I, I, I don't walk around all day thinking, nobody wants me. I'm insecure. I don't think that. But there is that little underlying like sense of like, as I was getting into the world and learning about life and I was really, you know, it's like a horny teenager, like, and nobody cares. Nobody wants me. It's like, well, that influenced how I look at the world. And I've spent the last few years, like really trying to undo that. And I have made a tremendous amount of progress, but like, it's still there. There's still pain there. There's still things that I deal with. So, when you don't really root everything out and somebody else finds a way to like really just grab onto that bit of darkness that's in your heart, they can throw fuel on the fire and it becomes a parasitical influence. It's like, you don't even understand like you get caught up in that emotional brain and it's difficult to think about this logically. Like, is this actually the right approach? Because my belief on that is like, you know, these guys are like so angry at women and it's like, I get it actually. I understand because I'm a little angry too. But at some point you have to work through that and you have to understand that like the way that like one of the common complaints is like they've they've been influenced to to think a certain way and now they're all corrupted. It's like, well, you're angry for being mistreated, which is which is fair. You're angry that this idea of love that you were given of having a relationship seems to have been taken away because apparently all women are corrupted. It's like, obviously, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but like you're you're upset about how it affects you, but you're you're not you're you're thinking from that emotional place. You're not thinking about the fact that it's actually really, really, really sad. That so many young girls and women in general are under attack to behave that way, that they're being poisoned the same way that we are just in different ways, but by the same sources, they have their own demons to fight, and there's all these different voices that are crowding out common sense for men and for women, for 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 young people, for older people, for in terms of dating, in terms of um, morals, in terms of politics, in terms of religion, in terms of everything. Like there's stuff that's like it's just a lot, and you've got to you you've got to learn to deal with that stuff and process it. Otherwise, you're a victim to parasitical attack. These things are going to latch onto you and they're going to influence you. So in this story, you know, Jesus had his focus on God and that brought all of those disparate elements into harmony in a unified direction that brought everything together. So he wasn't being distracted by all these different things. So he's calm. He's he's centered. He's consistent. Right. Because he's only all of his energy is focused on God. Um, and stories in scripture they reveal patterns of reality so that event was real but it also points to something beyond that event to something that that is also transcendent of that one particular time and to just the, the general pattern the systems in which that story took place um so yeah separation of self there's more I can go into with that but this for the sake of time we'll kind of we'll kind of move on um but I'll I'll briefly say you know the separation of self too like it's it's weird we like to think that we're consistent we're unified we're whatever but you know today i was writing um so i won't get too far into it but i was writing something for my other episode and i was like what does this mean what does this symbol mean and then boom got it and i just in a flash i couldn't articulate it but i understood it and it took me several minutes to write out what i had realized and you think well How is it that I can know something, but I can't say it? How how is it that I can know something beyond language at a deeper level? And what does that imply about the rest of my brain? Like how many layers of understanding and thinking, awareness, consciousness, whatever, how many different layers are there to me? Like, that's weird to think about. And the point of this is like, I don't have all the answers, but I I want you guys to get started along those trains of thought, like get started digging into things like, uh, how, do, how do I bring this together? How do I how do I un- understand myself? Because I have so many motivations that I don't really understand where they come from. I don't understand the decisions I make. I might have thought that I started this business because it's a good idea. In reality, I'm just desperately afraid of dying alone. And I think that this is a good way to do it. Um, I might have thought that I started this this thing because it was going to help people. But really, I'm just afraid of being unwanted. And I thought that might make me the center of attention. Um, and I mean, yeah, like those are obviously like, I'm, I'm using those as, as examples, but those are like real things that I've like thought about over a certain amount of time. Like, do I, did I do that for the right reasons? Do I understand why I did that? And it's usually not one reason. It's usually a, 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 a a mirage or no, that's not a great word. Like a, um, what's the word? I keep thinking cacophony. I don't, yeah, it's a a cacophony of reasons. (laughs) That's, (laughs) okay, we're going to wrap up. Um, (laughs) That's not the right way to say that. I I hope you know what I mean. Um, So yeah, like you got to focus on the integration process. And a a very important thing with this, we're going to wrap up. um, You have to establish a hierarchy of values. There has to be a system of principles that support those values. Um, And that's, those are the things that, Regardless of how you feel, you rely on those. So if I say these are the things that are important to me, I'm going to do them. I'm going to live this. I'm going to embody it. Got to go do those because that becomes your character. And your character, like I said, is what is going to consistently move you in a particular direction. If you have a bad character, it's going to reflect. I told you or I mentioned I worked with elderly people a lot over this last year. Bruh. Listen, you might think that you're getting in the way with something because you might be for now. When you compound that over decades, dude, it's, you can see it. You can see the way that these people are towards the end of their lives. It's really depressing. Sometimes it's really positive. Wow, that people love that person. They're happy. They're good. But like you let bitterness get in there. Ooh. You're gonna be you're gonna be miserable in thirty years, fifty years. You let you let envy get in there. You you have a bad habit of like mouthing off too much and being unpleasant towards your spouse. Like, no, I don't have to control how I think. I'm just gonna treat. Them. Ooh, uh, you see what happens with divorce. You see what happens with people stay together and they're miserable. There is no no good way out of it. It's not pretty, no matter how you how you approach it. You look at the way that you treat your body. Some people I have know that are in their early 90s that are like healthier than people in their 50s. And I'm not exaggerating that at all. They're they're up and moving around. They're quick. They are they seem good. I've been shocked when I've heard some people tell me that they're 93. It's like, dude, like there's people in there and literally in their 50s that are like, like, oh, yeah, it's time to start thinking about the end of life. It's like, <laughs> what? It's like, you're crushing it. And a lot of times there's people like you see, like they're happy. They choose to be happy. Hey, I I, I want to, I've always wanted to live a good life. I try to treat people well. I take care of myself. Don't do drugs. Don't do whatever. Somebody told me that. I was like, what's your secret? He says, um, don't do drugs. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what if it's too late for that? What else can I do? Um, but yeah, no, these, um, you've got to have that consistency. People struggle with that these days because like I said, priorities change based off of how, off of how people feel. They, they've, value personality not their character and unfortunately personalities it's mercurial it's in flux it's it's volatile character is what's consistent so you need to build it intentionally to be good and to lead you in the right direction it's how you behave long term so that's what's going to compound and character is formed by those little habits so you might think that this one little thing that i do is not a big deal It's not that big a deal that I stay up late consistently eating junk food. That won't affect me. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes, it will. A thousand percent. I'm just just looking at these other people. I'm not actually going to do anything. Oh, maybe you don't cheat. It is going to affect you in tangible ways. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not five years from now. But over the course of your life, yes, it will. The same way that if, hey, I want to start the savings account. I want to put something in there. I get 10 grand in. Oh, let me take out a thousand bucks. Oh, let me take out a little bit. Oh, hey, I'm not going to put in something this month or whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter for right now. But over the course of between now and like you're 20 versus to when you retire, it can be the difference of literally millions of dollars. Because compounding is crazy. If you think that little actions don't don't matter, look into compounding. Maybe we'll do an episode on it soon. Um, But watch somebody that's good at math and can break down like the math go, go watch a youtube video maybe don't listen to the podcast <laughs> um okay so yeah become become more self-aware guys just just take that time to really think and to be present and to, to observe yourself and like ask why did i do that why did i think that what what are the layers here that are acting um where is my energy going where is it coming from and just kind of see how your decision making starts to change when you do that so yeah I hope that that came out well. I hope I didn't ramble too much. It's good to be back. I've missed you guys. Thank you so much. If you're still here, <laughs> I love you. I really do. Um, I appreciate the support. You guys have been fantastic. I'm really excited to get to that three year mark, and it's it's like it's almost there. Um, as difficult as this year has been, it's also been a lot of growth. Like I've got a lot of new followers. I've I've been able to monetize, and it's just it's exciting. And I'm, I'm I hope that I can keep delivering good quality content for you. So thank you for listening. Good luck.